0: You're listening to the Unreasonable Friday's Podcast Network. Um, in, uh, in like related news, um, Aaron did not talk me into, but it might have happened.
1: Huh? What? Uh, happened?
0: Very interested in watching the basketballs, mostly to watch. Um,
2: I didn't do that shit. Oh, Giannis be completely fed up with life. <laughs>
0: I love him.
1: He's so fat I, I ain't never seen nobody when he decided to like, he's like Ash him Like he's just a big nigga Ash him Like he said he was going to be the best basketball player in the world 10 years ago and they didn't believe him. And now he's the best basketball player. But he was like, why do you all keep looking at me? It's like a nigga. You're the best basketball player in the world. <laughs>
2: you did it. Ash. I, don't, I don't want you to. I don't want you to look at me. I want to be like Tim Duncan. Just Where is Tim Bro. Duncan? He said where is he i'm like nigga you you unfortunately
1: you a little you you fucked up you don't want a title you don't charismatic you done nigerian grecian and shit like you're you're an interesting figure i'm sorry giannis your brother (laughs) i'm not even your family's interesting he has a brother named thanassus that acts like thanassus brother of giannis like if you if you were writing greek tragedy he acts like thanassus fiery brother of giannis he does Like it's I'm sorry. You are the most interesting Negro in this hemisphere. I'm sorry, Giannis. I know you do. I'm sorry.
0: I don't I don't think I don't think his issue is with being interesting. I think his issue is with carrying his whole team on his back. His back is hurt. He
1: don't he don't care about that. That's what he's
2: here for.
0: I mean he cares. He needs more money for that shit. He was, um,
2: I know who was fed up uh, Who they played last week Who was just like yo what are y'all doing
0: <laughs> Listen it was okay so it was so funny Cause like Rowan came out here To visit and we're just Chilling in This vegan Mexican bar And I look up and I'm like Ah shit I know them Colors and we were there for Like a good two hours so I got to catch a good Two hours of the game and I was like My man looks so angry, <laughs> He looks so angry. He is, that face is tired and fed all the way up. And I, I don't even know what happened. And then I saw and then I saw him uh, uh get that foul because ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. It was just him with the ball and nobody. <laughs> yeah. and I
2: wanna okay. say that was the 76ers because Joe. Whatever reason, him and Joel and B don't like each other, and they always bring out the worst of each other.
1: That's why he says, like, Ash catch him it's just an arbitrary feud because of somebody <laughs> occupying the same space as him. That's it, just because there's somebody else who wants to be the best Pokemon trainer, like, within 10 feet of you, too hard, and y'all just don't like each other because you're just there doing the same shit. They have no reason to not like each other, they have sh- shockingly parallel stories shockingly parallel positions but
2: that's why they don't like each other <laughs> that's fair although it's gonna be real never mind I, I was about to say it's gonna be real funny when he ends up in Milwaukee who Joel Embiid because he's not staying in Philly he is and not that's this, hilarious this, this will this will not
0: last of wait but then there'll be two players who can carry uh, all of Milwaukee on their back
2: although Oh no! if that happens then that, that's just
1: what what do you do <laughs> Let me gotta look at their roster. There's a guy, there's a shooting guard they have on their team. The reason why I don't like the Bucks is just Grayson Allen. I don't like Grayson Allen as a human being, right? So I can't get all the way around on the Bucks. I like the Bucks quite a bit. Except Grayson and Allen. And I'm looking, I forgot the name. There's a kid with a friend, he's at like a, a Creole last name. And he is going to take his spot. And I'm excited for when they when eventually Grayson Allen is no longer on the team so I can lean all the way in <laughs> On rooting for the Bucks to succeed, let me look at their roster list because I know the kid. I, he's a he's a knockdown shooter. I think he's a rookie, and um, yeah, I can't I can't get behind Grayson Allen. Um, there we go, Marjan Bouch- Bouch- Bouchan- Bouchamp. 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 Yeah, there you go, Marjan Bouchamp. Yes, <laughs> great name, same position, higher ceiling. He's like twenty. Get Grayson. In- out of there. Get him the fuck out of this. I can root for the goddamn bucks. Thank you. Finally, good afternoon, everyone. This is another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host of the program, the CEO, CFO, Head of marketing, head of public relations, cat wrangler, lead custodian, and head of design, Elise Bacon. Making
0: I feel up. like I'm cat wrangling because this cat is like an hour and a half before food time. Like she's early. Like she got really sick. And ever since she got better from being really sick, she's been begging for food earlier. And I'm like, this is not it.
1: You ever hear the great, the great tale of the cat who starved to death, mental millennia ago? Well, I'm, you ever hear the story? Cat who I'm starved sure to death? I did. You probably have. But you haven't taken it to heart because um, dynamite has, as all cats do. And the fact that dynamite has gotten sick, she's had a brush with death, which means that she takes life, she holds life even more preciously within her paws which means that the the, the tale, the parable of the cat who starved to death is even more present in her day-to-day, which means that she doesn't want to starve to death because she loves you, and she wants to be with you and be together, and she loves your union, but she might starve to death, and she doesn't want that to come between what she holds dear and the rest of her life. Clearly you didn't. Take the story to heart. I did though. I understand Dynamite.
0: She, I mean she didn't want
1: to starve to death. That's real. That cat starved to death a thousand years ago. It was terrible. Very dark story.
0: She doesn't starve to death.
1: She, she might though. You're, you're missing the story. This is why I mean, this is why cats and humans don't get along like they should, because you hear the story and you're like, you're fine. Clearly they're not fine. That's the point of the story. That cat was fine and then it starved to death to death if you're listening Wait, feed she... your cat
0: no i'm not feeding her early
1: if you're listening feed your cat if you're listening to this podcast feed your cat you don't have to feed your cat early it's fine you can your cat i'm just saying that she i'm just explaining to you her perspective whether you choose to heed my words or hers is your choice I, person,
0: I am not feeding her early for her own health
1: you don't yeah i understand that but you're also she also might starve to death which is also a health issue both of these are true i'm just saying there are a lot of perspectives and moving parts here we also have our co-co-host who's here extremely of his own volition he was like so when are we gonna record put the hammer down everything hit the scene real tough
2: justin how are you i am doing all right i'm excited I'm excited to be here. The the men in Hello Kitty masks. You know we 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 have hot chocolate. We got marshmallows. What we got color? candy canes. What
0: what color are the marshmallows?
2: So they're pink and white.
0: Okay, okay, I see you.
2: Exactly. The best kind. The best kind. Uh, but no, I am excited because there are things to talk about. There are things to discuss. Um, and you know what? All of these topics. Are related. I can tie every one of the, the the big topics we're going to talk about. I can tie them all together. And you know what, bacon? You, you you wanted to start us off someplace. Let's uh let's get to it.
0: Wait, wait. Are we going? Are we going straight into Kyrie?
2: That we are.
1: We're going straight into Kyrie. Hail to the king, baby. He's back. Love to see it. Aaron Rodgers. Who- Aaron Rodgers overtook him for one season and I was like, Kyrie is not gonna let that stand. I made a joke, I said he will not let that stand, and man, I was right. Let's go. Cybermind. What were we saying just
2: from the man who brought you, the world is flat. That's right. Because he saw an Instagram post.
0: Wait, is that how that started?
2: Yes. yes. He
0: saw an Instagram post and went, oh, nigga, you write the world is flat?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. That is no exaggeration. That is what happened.
0: So I was having a conversation with my therapist the other day. (laughs) Okay. This is relevant. Um, And I was talking about how um, one of the things that I've learned through podcasting, and not just podcasting, but just like interacting with everybody and just like social media and stuff is, do not set people on a pedestal, especially yes. not celebrities. Because now I'm not going to say some of these folks are illiterate, but I'm not going to say they're literate. They are specialists in their field.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They are, there are peak specialists in their field. Mm-hmm. We do not need to be going and, uh, uh taking their non specialties for anything more than a grain of salt
1: it's always very strange that our hero worship with our athletes is such that we go to athletes for a one-stop shop but we don't go to anyone else for a one-stop shop really like it would be great if like black people were like looking to black historians but then we're like asking them about sports you know what i mean like what if it was in reverse like we started someplace like like reasonable someplace where we can actually build as a community by like starting with the historians. And then we like stretch them out. We asked them, all right, so what do you feel about non-monogamy? Like stretch them out, you know, to the point where they're like, uh, this is, um, this is, this is, I was talking, I was talking about Pan-Africanism from the time, from the time of uh, transatlantic slave trade. I don't, I don't, I don't care about polyamory, like stretch them out. Like we go right to athletes all the time. And entertainers, but athletes, for some reason, hyper value their opinion. Theirs. It's clear. There's nothing about what Kyrie Irving does that means we should even look to him for a scientific opinion or meaningful opinion at all. Nothing. He doesn't even suggest anything. It's not even like LeBron, where LeBron kind of says things that are that are socially relevant, opens up schools, puts his dips his toe in it. Kyrie just kind of exists. He's He's like the high, he's a high level ancient nigga, like an end game, ancient Hotep person.
0: You know, when people say just play basketball, why do they never say it to the correct person?
1: Oh, listen, (laughs) listen, that's how you know what you're saying has no relevance to anything. Is when no one is telling you to just go back and play. You're not even striking a nerve. Like they are letting you chuck and jive over there in the corner. And they are just going around and they are going around and over you.
2: And... Well, well, so let's let's talk about Hebrews to Negroes. This three and a half hour movie. Wait, I'm sorry. Hebrews to Negroes. That's the name of it. There we go. Yes. the, The name of the movie is Hebrews to Negroes.
1: We should watch it. We're gonna watch it. Based on Bacon's reaction, we're not gonna watch the movie as a community. Yeah, Y'all should don't. watch it. No, we're no, it. I'm no, not. Yes, we, no, are. yes not. we are. Yes, we are. Anyway, please that continue. That John is three and a half
2: hours long. I'm not I'm saying not watching that we're shit. not watching it all at once. Don't worry. But anyway, please continue. So I mean, it it's your standard Hebrew Israelite hotepery. The 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 black man is the original Israelite, and the Jewish people are not and they control everything and all of that it, it's it's your standard anti like it's your boilerplate anti-semitism there's just three hours of it and it's coded in alleged uh black unity theory that's it that's all it is three hours I'm not doing it chief i'm not Doing it, but Kyrie Irving shares this, mm-hmm. and then people go watch it because it's on his Twitter, and they say, "Hey, this is kind of th- th- this is kind of anti-Semitic, Chief." Doesn't it have straight quotes
0: from like not Hitler.
2: They talk about the protocols of Zion in this movie, so yeah.
0: Well, well no, I meant so. Like, what they're doing is like they're giving quotes. Saying that's quotes from Hitler, but like, it's not, it's not even anything he
2: said. Yeah. No, it, it it's one of those movies, right? <laughs> and so people watch it and they're like, hey, Kyrie, the fuck? And he responds by saying, well, I'm not promoting it. I'm just putting it on my platform.
0: That's promoting it, my guy.
2: So the reporter obviously says that's promoting it. So he asked the reporter, well, when you put something out as a reporter, are you promoting it? Yes. Because that's my job. Yes. So anyways, all of that (laughs) happened.
0: (laughs) He thought he was going somewhere with that.
2: So all of this happens. This is right after Kanye West has spent the last, let's be generous and say week and a half. (laughs) talking about how the Jewish people control everything and just setting his entire business and dream on fire because he wants to parrot talking points from Candace Owens. And the week that I want to say the day before Kyrie had that press conference, there was a Nazi rally in los angeles and there were people on a bridge i want to say it's somewhere in the northwest like that had a sign like hanging a sign over a highway bridge that said kanye was right during the florida georgia football game one of the skyscrapers or one of the not skyscrapers one of the buildings um had a neon sign on it that also said kanye was right or something to that effect right so these things are not just happening in a vacuum these are not just wacky celebrities promoting wacky things no they're they are saying things that are resonating with a very scary part of America, right? If you have studied any sort of history, like even the history they teach you in books in school, like even the sanitized history, this was 1933 Germany. This is how it started. Like no exaggeration, 1933 Germany. The the party that would eventually become the Nazi party said, hey, you know why your life sucks? It's not because we declared war on the world and got our ass kicked. That's not why your life sucks. It sucks because of the Jews. Yeah, it does suck because of the Jews. And that's how that, that's how this shit starts. So that if, if you, person listening, are wondering, hey, why do we care about all this anti-Semitism? Why is the anti-Semitism is what getting Kanye out of the paint? Why isn't it the anti-blackness? Um,
0: uh, you know what the funny more- part is? Is like, all of this shit all of it even even the anti-black crews like share anti-semitism views
2: yes no right. okay. all it all, all goes back to that same tree they're all branches lead, of the same tree
0: all roads lead to the anti-semitism all, it's all worthwhile. roads
2: lead, they all lead to Nazis <laughs>
0: Like all lead to Nazis. I know
2: <laughs> I know like, that was a joke during Gamergate, but there was a lot of truth to the joke. I was I was,
0: I was never joking about that. Like, like but, what, once I realized, like, oh no, really, everything does lead
2: like it's to it's Nazis. Nazis. It's all not it's Hydra. It's all Nazis. Yes. <laughs> so the reason for that is one, anti-blackness is baked into America. That that is it is what it is. Also there there is an effort to prevent what happened in germany in 1933 from happening anywhere else they will flirt with that line with anti-blackness because that is baked into their culture that is baked into the society it is what it is here there are still enough people that remember that time saying oh no it can't be that but now what you're also seeing is those voices are starting to have like an actual counterpoint and people regular degular v- republican voters saying no actually Kanye has a point about the Jews controlling everything mm-hmm. and that that is scary that like that the reason why people are taking this the Kyrie thing so seriously and the Kanye thing so seriously because the they're tapping into very real emotions that white people have in this country. They yep. just stormed the they stormed the Capitol two years ago, guys. Yep. Like anyone that has studied a the rise of a fascist regime, they don't do it just once. Like that's not the sort of thing that happens. Just once. Listen, midterms right now is scary, and people have no idea. Oh, uh, I am tracking what's happening in Georgia right now. Not only is Stacey Abrams not going to be governor, if the current trend holds, if the current trend holds, they're going to elect Herschel Walker and his three personalities to the Senate.
0: Yeah. Uh, and um, there's been, like rampant voter suppression Yes, Uh, like the GOP has been going door to door like
2: harassing people oh like not only have they been going door to door harassing people there's already reports in some southeastern states of people showing up to polling sites intimidating black voters that's right we're back to 1970 guys
0: but But the voting rights, but we're at a time where we don't need the Voting Rights Act because we got a black president. We won.
2: Fuck you, Roberts. John Roberts actually sat up there and wrote, "We elected Barack Obama. We don't need the Voting Rights Act anymore." Even though, if you take that to its logical conclusion, so what? So you're you're saying one of two things here: one, the goal of the Voting Rights Act was to elect a singular black person to presidency, or what you're saying is. The Voting Rights Act did its job, it's allowing for equity, and we no longer need to provide equity. You can't Mm -hmm. say the thing worked, now we don't need the thing if the thing is providing a service. What you're saying is we no longer need the service. Well, why don't you need the service? Because you did the thing once? Right. So all of that is happening, that's happening with Kyrie, and the Nets respond The only way the Nets know how to respond, (laughs) by firing somebody.
0: Wait, who'd they fire?
2: Their head coach, Steve Nash.
0: Wait, why'd they fire Steve Nash?
2: Allegedly, they wanted to fire Steve Nash over the weekend. But then Kyrie said the thing. And they're like, oh, we can't fire him now.
0: Oh, wait, so they were going to wait like a week? And then Kyrie went to stop, so they're like, "Oh, now we have an excuse." What does that do? What does that have to do with Kyrie?
2: So they fi- they fired Steve Nash because they thought the block had cooled off. No, because Kyrie doesn't shut up. Would you like to know who they decided to bring in to replace Steve Nash? Because they had a name.
0: Yes, yes, I want to know.
2: Are you familiar with Ime Udoka? No. Imi Udoka was Nia Long's husband, and we found out that he was cheating on Nia Long. How do we find out he was cheating on Nia Long? Because the Boston Celtics suspended him for a year for alleged imp- improper relations with employees.
0: Oh, wait, that was the dude who made, like, questionable life choices?
2: Mm-hmm. So they're bringing all, in... And
0: had, like, all of Twitter on Nia Long, like, hey, what up?
2: Yes. So that guy, the guy who was on record for having inappropriate relationship with employees, Is who the Nets want to bring in to this volatile situation with Kyrie Irving.
0: (laughs) I think Justin's laughing because of the look on my face.
2: Yes. (laughs) This is such a garbage fire of a franchise, but it gets better bacon. It gets better.
0: Okay, so this is good. So for me, this is so like I'm just now getting into basketball and I'm getting into basketball. I apparently decided to get into basketball, the week of drama. I made the decision last week Thursday that I actually just I actually want to watch the Bucks because I am by birth a Bucks fan. Um, and then all of this shit happened from the weekend on. <laughs> Please give me the information I need to know.
2: So. They hid Kyrie from the press from their last game, but he was available to the talk to the press today, and, understandably so, people wanted to talk to him about the anti-Semitic things that he put on his platform. To which he responded, "Quote: Where were you when I found that my an- that 300 million of my ancestors were buried here? I'm not trying to compare atrocities." But what?
1: Yes. Hold on. Yes. What?
2: Yes.
0: I might need you to repeat that one more time.
2: Question. Kyrie, they asked Kyrie Irving. Are you surprised that what you did hurt people? Kyrie Irving. I think I can ask a better question. Where were you when I was a kid finding out that 300 million of my ancestors were buried in America? I'm not here to compare anyone's atrocities, but
0: that's literally comparing atrocities. <laughs> this is kind of-
2: the most insufferable
1: athlete of yes. our generation. This is a virtuoso performance, by the way. He is um, at a time of great unrest, just lobbing grenades into the crowd, and then, and then when you look, his hands are behind his back every time. He's like, I don't know, who did that? I don't know. I guess I had a bomb, but. What are bombs, really? And I just, I just, I just, I just, I just roll them. I don't, I'm not trying to blow anything up. I just throw them. I'm not, please. <laughs> I don't, the explosions are not my goal. I just throw bombs. Please understand. <laughs> and uh, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of Kyrie Irving for um, the perfect storm. Cause we thought Aaron Rodgers had shit the bed in such a way, a perfect storm of when to be a dick, when to be insufferable. But Kyrie Irving one upped him. Um, he he followed it up right after Kanye West was getting moved out the paint, anti semit anti semitic uh, rhetoric swirling around the internet. Elon Musk assuming control of, of of Twitter. Twitter then acting up in response to the new teacher, and here comes Kyrie Irving, perfect. Timing. That's a professional right there. Understand. That's a professional,
2: insufferable motherfucker. God bless. Well, hold on. I'm glad you brought up Elon Musk and Twitter because (laughs) Kanye West is now back on Twitter since Elon Musk has purchased it. Hey, welcome back. And what is the first thing that Kanye West does on Twitter?
0: Anti Semitism.
2: I support Kyrie Irving and I stand with Kyrie Irving.
0: I knew it. Wait, what do I win?
2: Uh well, if you want, you can win a verification check for eight dollars a month.
0: (laughs) No, so the best part about that was watching him haggle down the twenty to eight with Stephen King on Twitter after posting a reply to Hillary Clinton, like not even like probably the same day, um, a uh conspiracy theory. On the attack of uh, Pol- uh Paul, Paul Pelosi. Pelosi. Yep. So it's uh it's been a weekend, week, time.
2: Right, and so Elon Musk is he found the money to buy Twitter, and I want to make one so, connection. Oh, so right.
0: to. To be fair, he—it's not really—he found the money to buy Twitter. It's uh, some shady things happens, and yep. he, he's in debt to the banks to buy Twitter. It's, uh, but it looks like the banks are just kind of fucked on that money.
2: Oh, there's one investor of his that I would like to highlight. Hold on, I want to make sure that I get this this gentleman. Wait, wait.
0: I was gonna say we might need to start from the top because I think the last time we left off was, uh, uh Twitter and Elon were in court.
2: Yeah, so Twitter and Elon were in court because he's a broke boy and he doesn't have the money. He kept trying every time he would find the assets to get the money to buy Twitter. The thing that he was using to value those assets, Tesla stock, would tank because. The very act of him doing that was tacitly admitting that he's broke, and admitting he's broke was was tanking Tesla's value. So no bank would give him the money. No, no one would back him. So he was, he was struggling, right? He was struggling. Then he got some investments. The one investment i want to highlight is prince al prince alouid bin talil of saudi arabia yeah A wait, saudi wait. prince and the qatar investment holding authority of saudi arabia has fronted him uh i believe one 1- 1 billion of the 5.2 billion from other investment groups
0: why do i feel like if that nigga doesn't if that not nigga doesn't pay that man back that he's gonna uh get shot or something
2: uh here's the reason why i want to bring up the the saudi investment uh stake 2012 there is a little thing that has come to be known as the arab spring where a lot of Millennials in the region were using Twitter to talk about their experiences and coordinate resistance efforts to protest governments. Now, the royal family has an ownership stake in the vehicle that people were using to communicate their displeasure with the royal family.
0: But yep, there we go. Sorry, I hadn't made that connection. I was making the connection with the Chinese government.
2: Uh, well, what do you know? That next on that list, another government. Y- yeah, who that's walked off access to this tool because people were using that tool to communicate their displeasure with said government.
0: That's what I was thinking of. And I I, I missed I I missed the Arab government, I miss it, I missed uh, oh, no, the, the Saudi government. I, I just I focused on China and I forgot about the
2: Saudi government. You, you picked up on the pattern. There are a lot of people backing this move that have a vested interest in censorship on Twitter. But Elon Musk is all about free speech and we know he's about free speech because the minute he bought Twitter, the usage of the N word skyrocketed 500% as people tested the limits of their free speech.
0: And then he fired all but 15 in the moderation staff.
2: Yes. Now, here is what should worry every, inv- or every advertiser on the platform. The chief of advertising sales resigned. She quit. She looked around and said, guess what it won't be? This. Twitter was already about to start hemorrhaging money because the platform is just not profitable. Now they are being run by someone who I, fundamentally does not understand how the platform works. Well,
0: the the thing is, is that like, first off, Twitter had been trying to sell Twitter for years. And the entire reason they couldn't sell Twitter is because even with their moderation tools. Uh, Twitter was too toxic of a place that nobody wanted to touch. Nobody wanted to deal with Twitter. And it doesn't make money. So not, not only does it not make money, but it is like advertisers already found it too toxic. Like not toxic enough to pull their ads from, but like it was too toxic that nobody wanted to buy it.
2: Right. That's why when Elon said I'll buy it for 44 billion, Twitter said sold.
0: Right. That... After getting roasted on Twitter.
2: Right. Elon Elon got cyberbullied into buying Twitter and then he realized, "Oh, that's why this thing that, that's why they were so eager to sell." I got sold a, I got sold a bag of shit. And so, now he's trying he's trying to cook up ways to make money. And the first idea he cooked up was, "Hey, everyone likes the blue check." You can pay $20 a month, and you can keep your blue check or get a blue check. I am old enough, and I've been on Twitter long enough to remember when anyone could be verified. The whole purpose of verification on Twitter when it was first introduced was because they realized that people were using Twitter as a news source, as a primary source. So they said, hey, we need a way to verify that the people saying these things are, in fact, who they say they are. And I remember the original verification process for Twitter. All you have to do was submit uh, your, your state-issued ID, proof of residence, and a phone bill. And that's how you got verified on Twitter. Literally, it's all it took. And I remember... I. Again, I'm old enough that I remember the initial discourse that people were like, I don't know if I want Twitter collecting this information, to which I replied, both of you to assume that they don't already have it.
0: Yeah, they already have that information. The only thing they don't have is your social security
2: number. Oh, that, that was the other thing you had to provide. Um you have to provide a social security. Like you basically just had to prove who you were, right?
0: Yeah, I know I think you was like using like an actual ID or a passport or whatever. You didn't uh, have to like show passport. Your-
2: yeah, it was passport, yeah. social security, driver's license, like any one of those three when it first rolled out, if I'm remembering correctly. And so this happens. And the blue check wasn't really a big deal at first. I don't know when people started looking at the blue check as a status symbol, but they started looking at it as, hey, why do you have a blue check? And then we got this whole weird thing about people treating blue checks like the cool kids at high school, when reality is just, no, this person is just who they say they are. The nature of the requirement of verification yes a lot of celebrities are going to have the blue check because by nature of them being known quantities it is important that we understand that what is coming from their accounts are in fact them a lot of journalists end up getting blue checks because by nature of their job i need to trust that this is coming from a reputable source that this journalist is not a fake woge account but a lot of people got weird about oh the the blue checks and because Elon listens to those people. He said, well, I'll have them buy into this status symbol. And a lot of the journalists and primary content drivers on Twitter, like the, the primary content drivers on Twitter aren't popular Twitter users. They're beat writers, they're journalists. That's the primary driver on Twitter because people are going to them for their news. Yeah, because all
0: the breaking news you get on Twitter with full Twitter threads. It's great.
2: Exactly. And they said, you need us more than we need you. We'll just leave. Stephen King tweeted out like, this is a stupid idea. Why would I pay you to prove that I am who I am? You need me more than I need you. And I guess that's when Elon realized, oh, I fucked up. And this man started begging on Maine. On his main account, he started begging Stephen King, baby, baby, please, baby, please, baby, baby, please don't leave. I'll bring, it, I'll knock it down to eight. It was,
0: it was, it was actually really embarrassing to watch. Like, I definitely got secondhand
2: embarrassment. I'm like, my dude, what are you doing? So he's realizing this is a terrible idea. And I want to say the chief of ad sales quit when he made the $20 announcement. That's what she said. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> it's not gonna be this. So Twitter is going to hell in a handbasket um and for 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 people that are like well where are we going to go from here? Oh, we we'll go wherever. We we survived my we survived Tumblr banning porn. We survived MySpace getting bought out. We survived Facebook becoming for the olds. We survived Freaknik getting shut down. I
0: mean, I mean, okay, Facebook being for the old wasn't actually what killed Facebook. Fucking Zuckerberg is what killed Facebook. Those algorithms made the website unusable. Also, yes, completely unusable. And like they've been pushing those same algorithms algorithms over to uh, Instagram, and it's like I like I can't I can't use it. Yeah. For like the I can't even use it for like I don't I di- I di- I wasn't happy there anyway, but like now i can't use it there's like no utility you took you you took the last of the utility and i don't know what the fuck you're doing so bye
2: (laughs) yeah it's they create these algorithms mainly to promote content not usability even though basic ui design will tell you if you make it usable the content will flow I don't need an algorithm to try to sell you things if you're, if everything is coming in chronological order and I just splice, I just throw an ad in every now and then, or I throw in a promoted post every now and then, people are still going to stick around on my site because the primary function is still there. They got rid of the primary function, turned it into algorithm-based, and we are where we are. So I don't know what elon's end goal for twitter is going to look like i just know that he is backed by a bunch of people that have a vested interest in making sure that free communication on the site does not occur but what does occur is free speech and free speech is the ability for white people to call you nigger that's their freedom
0: that is that is not actually what governmental free speech is but my god that's what they think it is
2: there is well, it's about to be governmental free speech because there is, a, there is I, a case in the Florida Supreme Court, actually,
0: no, where they're
2: challenging Twitter's ability to ban posts.
0: But that it's a private company.
2: Depending, if Depending on how the courts rule on this and depending on how this ends up in front of Clarence Thomas' desk, guess what?
0: But the courts don't matter. Twenty
2: Mm. Mm. I just want folks to lie to me. That I want them to lie to me again. Lie to yes. me about how they can't be. The Supreme Court isn't that big of a deal.
0: Yeah. Remind me. Yeah. Just the the Supreme Court's just not a big deal at all. It's fine. I, you're we're all we were all overreacting. It, it's fine. And you know what? It was the fault of the person who died. And not the people who voted uh, the Cheeto chief into office. It was the fault of the Supreme Court person who died. That uh, we are here today. That's all sarcasm. Those people can go fuck themselves. Um, Put the blame everywhere else. No 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 no. Um my favorite thing is people like, oh they should have stacked the courts when Obama was in office. And I'm like
2: So for the so okay, my favorite part of that argument for that to have happened, they would have either needed congressional approval to expand the court, didn't have the numbers. Or justices would have had to have died or retired, and the only ones up for that were liberal anyway, so that wasn't going to work. And the one they tried to replace, Mitch McConnell said, I'm not going to do my job. And American media effectively said, that's good politics, instead of saying, hey, that's a dereliction of duty. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Our institutions failed us at every quarter.
0: And my favorite part is, is that um, people who don't understand civics enough, but like have finally gotten into civics are like, oh, we could have just solved all these problems before. And I'm like, no, no, because there were other problems. We have new problems because of other problems that didn't get fixed. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't fix problems. You get new problems that are related to the old problems. The old problems you can't do anything about because you didn't do anything about them then. They, they have a time limit on them. The problems have a time limit.
2: I am old enough to remember when Obama first proposed um, the Affordable Care Act. He wanted a public option. Nancy Pelosi wanted a public option. There was a public option in there. Harry, said, Harry Reid in the Senate said, absolutely fucking not to the public option. And Ed Schultz got on his radio show and said, we need to punish Obama for killing the public option. I remember that shit. Not Harry Reid. We need to punish Obama for getting rid of the public option. I am old enough to remember that, and I'm old enough to remember his movement, and it was a legitimate movement to tell Democrats to not vote in 2010. To, lo- to compromise their supermajority, to punish Obama for the actions of Harry Reid.
0: Of course you punish the black man for the white man's shit.
2: We this country elected a black man and white people lost their collective shit for a decade. Like I can't, I can't get over that. Like I can I cannot get over the fact that we elect. within a month of Obama being elected, they were burning him in effigy. Like in DC, white people the Tea Party came out and they had lynched him in effigy. They were burning the lynching, and they said, "Yeah, they're just anxious about the economy." And I'm like, "I have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, do we not see the literal lynching happening?" But it's about the economy, okay, guys?
0: Oh okay. yeah, no, even here, like here, liberal bastion, there were like, uh, oh, Ob- like Obama, like with that, with the mustache, like on multiple corners, yeah. trying to call him like a Nazi. And I'm just like, here, like various and like different groups too. It wasn't even just e-partiers. Yeah, I it, will never forget that.
2: And it's all connected. And the refusal to see the connection to these things is why we keep, we, we don't learn the lesson. Because the country refuses to learn the lesson, they keep failing the course. I, I just want them to pass. One time, I would like for them to pass.
0: Everything leads to Nazis. That that was that whole segment.
2: Oh no, all all roads lead to Nazis. Okay, that's, I gotta
1: to, f- that's the title of the program, by the way.
2: Um, I mean, yes. Oh, the going back to all roads lead to Nazis. The more we find out about. um the dude that assaulted Paul Pelosi? Yo, would you, yo. Would you, like to, would you, would you awesome. like to know what his radicalizing incident was?
0: Uh, Gamergate?
2: Okay, he so, was, you are, okay, you read the story. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no,
0: no, it was great. It was great because like, so I, w- I was, you know, perusing the internet and then, uh, you know, going through all the news sources. And then I didn't even have to finish the sentence and I knew where it was going. Like, yes. like it, it, it was one of those uh, articles where like, that it, cl- it like cuts off so you click the link and they're like, this person was radicalized by 2016. And I'm like, Gamergate. <laughs> I think it's actually 2014, not 2016. But like, I saw the year and I immediately knew. I'm like, it's fucking Gamergate. I've never been so angrily vindicated in my life.
2: and what's wild about that article is the way it starts this dude was your prototypical liberal hippie who started to become disenchanted with the leftist movement january 12 or january 8th 2009 when obama took office it is the exact same route that eric snowden took and he felt the black man lied to him and lo and behold radicalized by nazis like it the straight line from air quote liberal white guy to Nazi, Obama, Gamergate, Nazi, every fucking time, every time. And watching people try to yada yada the Gamergate part. And I'm like, you have learned absolutely nothing. Because I remember, I remember when Game & Gate first popped off, I was part of another podcast, and my co-host was like, yeah, it's about ethics and games journalism. I'm like, I have eyes, right? Like, I see what's actually happening here. I know the lie they're telling, and, like, I've seen people lie before to cover up their true intentions, but I know what's going down here, right?
0: I don't, then- I genuinely don't know how anybody could be on any part of the internet when that was happening and think it was actually about ethics and journalism, like genuinely do not know because it didn't matter what space you were in. You could have, if you were in the original spaces, if you were on Reddit, if you were on Twitter, if you were in, if you were on Tumblr, if you were on any fucking space, uh, it was just waves of harassment and all and a lot of people were just like hand waving it away, or they were trying to say that that harassment was justified because of the issues and ethics uh, issues with ethics in gaming journalism, or they were trying to say it's just a few bad actors. But if you look, like you didn't even have to look far; you could look in anyone's mentions, anyone in not even just game or nerd related spaces, because it bled into like full on news articles. Anyone who was a feminist, anyone who was queer. Anyone who is a, a like a marginalized identity of anything was having like shit tons of gamergators in their DM, like in their DMs, in their mentions, all over, um just saying, like spewing the most horrendous shit. In in any of the forums that were like talking about gamergate, like on the pro Gamer gator side, there was just tons of uh just racism and misogyny and in some cases there was borderline eugenics or not yeah. even borderline um, there was a lot of alliterations to uh without like outright saying the jewish media but like using like clear dog whistles because you know the jews control the media like there was clear as day dog whistles um, like anti-semitic dog whistles like all over the place as well and I'm sitting there going like, how could anybody at that time genuinely think that like, no, this is okay. This is all a justified response because this, this topic re- requires this level of harassment and response. Like harming people and yelling at people and uh like using obscenities at people is totally the correct response for Ethics in video games journalism. Not to mention that, like video game journalism, up until recently, the entire point was to just sell games.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a PR machine, and there were people that were trying to make it more than a PR machine. Like Lay Alexander. Lay Alexander is so fucking talented at writing. Like just in general, she is so fucking talent. Like you, you ever you ever come across someone who's just so talented at a thing that you are remotely interested in? You're like, I, well, fuck it. I can't be that good. So I should just stop. Yeah. That's how Lay's writing made me feel. And she used the way her, the way her articles, like they followed a certain flow. They would start in one place, non sequitur into the ending. And then you realize the non sequitur was the bridge and her article gamers are dead starts with a Kanye reference and it loops back around to we don't need to pander to the lowest common denominator. We don't. These things are for everybody and it's more profitable to ignore the lowest common denominator. But these companies were scared to the point where the who's the dude that that passed away? Total Biscuit. He was a huge Gamer Gator that companies were afraid to alienate because they did not want to deal with his followers.
0: His face is still a twitchy mode.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, this dude harassed my friends personally. Like,
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. He harassed. We, we, just we didn't even know each other. And all, like, I had friends who were harassed by him directly. You had friends who were harassed by him directly. I know Aaron had people, friends who were harassed by him directly.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, this is the guy. This your king? this is okay so all that is to say we've learned absolutely nothing and like Uh, by the
0: way for people who don't know what total biscuits twitch emote it's the emote where it's the guy whose head is like thrown back laughing white dude kind of bald head kind of ish head like head thrown back laughing that's total biscuit that's his
2: emote yeah He, he was who Gamergate would hide behind as their quote, respectable face. And just like all the other people that get radicalized in this movement, it starts off with something like, hey, it's gotta make sense. And it always loops back around to Nazi. He just happened to die before they got to the last step of Nazi. And so to see that the guy that assaulted Paul Pelosi was radicalized by Gamergate and is now being fed all these QAnon conspiracies. It all it like show title, All Roads Lead to Nazis. Yeah.
0: Like it, Cause I, I think I think his path plan went with like Gamergate, then 4chan, then stuff, then QAnon. Yeah. 'Cause there is definitely definitely a like a a thing between uh 4chan and QAnon. <laughs> like because before QAnon popped up, there was definitely like a, a gap there, but it definitely led into there. But you know, all of these uh all these radical like radicals and terrorists are just they're they're just one offs, which is, you know, exactly what January sixth taught us. They're all just like one-off people, just just a, just a lone, lone person, yet January 6th happened. And seriously, if you've been watching the trials or following it, if you've been following it at all, uh, it has, it, it's, it's all the same stuff. Like, they, they, they all be following the same radicalization paths. Like, some of them have different start points, different entry points, but it all goes down the same direction.
2: Every time. And that's why it's important when people like Kanye and Kyrie start talking this anti-Semitism shit that we nip that in the bud because it only ends up in one place. Even when you think you're being ultra-Black nationalist in this, it always goes back to white supremacy. Every single time.
0: Yeah, and I think... I, I do think Kanye is, and I, this isn't giving Kanye anything. I do think that he has a unique situation, like a different. I'm not gonna say unique situation because it's not unique. The only unique part is that he's a celebrity with money and access. Um, I, I, I genuinely think this is a just severe mental health crisis. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, and. That can be a thing. It is absolutely a thing. Like you, like there are mental health conditions that impair your like your judgment and your ability to um, think critically and to uh, weed out this kind of information. And he's uh, he's been very open. He's he has been open enough about his mental health. Where it's, and people around him have now started being extremely open about his mental health, where like the picture is very clear. Uh, but that also doesn't mean that we can excuse the anti Semitism that he's saying. We have to like pull out, say, like what he is saying is wrong and dangerous. Also, giving this man a platform while he said, especially while he's saying things that are wrong and dangerous, is also wrong. <laughs>
2: The, the rush from Black men specifically to try to give him a chance to talk about this was so disappointing, right? Like, thank goodness LeBron's team was smart enough. Well, one, they were greedy enough to be like, yes, Kanye content, let's do it. Then he started talking that shit. They're like, oh, we can't air this at all. Uh... He went on Noriega's podcast and they were just like, wow, that's crazy. You know, they did the typical black podcast. Like, wow, that's crazy. Really? Wow. wow
0: he said that?
2: Wow. Damn. Damn, that's crazy. He said that? Hey, Jamie, look that up. Wow, that's crazy. But. All right.
0: Yeah, I was I was actually what? listening to Rod talk about it the other day, and apparently like the Kanye we had been getting before was actually the filtered Kanye. Yes. And now he's like completely unfiltered, and it's like, oh God.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: It is deeply unfortunate in all media that's been giving him a platform and elevating him are a hundred thousand percent responsible.
2: Yeah. And just like Kanye, Kanye. Kanye will not back down from this. Kyrie will not back down from this because Kyrie is convinced that he is 100% correct and justified in his feelings. Okay. You're wondering how I'm going to connect this to Blue Lock. Uh, now I am. I was actually. Wait, what's like-
0: Blue Lock? Tell us what Blue Lock is, Justin.
2: Oh, Blue Lock is. by This is the, the new anime I'm watching. I'm absolutely in love with Blue Lock. So. How am I going to connect this to Kyrie Irving? What makes Kyrie Irving good at basketball? Well, there's a lot of like technical things that make him good at basketball, right? But fundamentally what makes him good at basketball is his unwavering belief that at any given moment he is the best person he is the best player on the court, whether or not that whether or not that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes Kyrie dangerous. That's what made Kobe dangerous. In any given situation, Kobe Bryant believed he was the best player on the court, regardless of whether or not that was true. <laughs> yeah. Sports anime, like sports anime specifically, there is a trope that they all follow where the lesson is we are the sum of our parts. Through teamwork and the power of friendship, we will persevere. Blue Lock is a soccer anime. Yeah, cause you see, I kind of want to talk about the opening. But I, mean, I don't you... want to spoil the opening for you. I mean, no, no, you can spoil you the can, opening. You can talk about it. You can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you can keep talking about yeah. it. This okay. is why
0: you're here.
2: Let's go. So the opening scene, This, as the opening credits are playing, we see our main character. He's dribbling. He has a shot at the goal. They're going to go to Nationals if he scores. And he sees his teammate open next to him. And he gives the cliche sports anime speech. That's right. Soccer is a sport played by 11 players all working together for a single goal. He passes the ball. His teammate gets it all for one, and one for his teammate kicks it and misses. (laughs) They lose Nationals. They lose that that game, and they don't go to Nationals. Whoops. (laughs) So that man is salty. The coach is trying to give them a speech like, this is the best team I've ever coached. That man is like, no, we're losers because we lost. (laughs) And as he's walking home, he's like, I wouldn't have missed if I took that shot. All right. Segway into what blue lock actually is. All these high school kids get invitations to come um, train with the Japanese athletic association for special training for the world cup. This dude, whose name is ego has said Japanese style of soccer sucks. We always get to the round of 16, but we can't persevere any further because we don't have the." We don't have that star. We don't got that dog. <laughs> so I'm creating Blue Lock to see who got that dog in them. Hmm. And then the the other guy that, that's been set up as sort of like the other like, it's anime. You know, you've got the two protagonists. The guy that's been set up as the other protagonist that believes in teamwork and friendship. He's like, what are you talking about? Those players work really hard. This with my favorite players. You can't call them trash. And he says, wow, it's crazy how many World Cups they won, isn't it? He's like Lionel Messi, Pele, Christian Ronaldo. What do all these men have in common? They are insane egoists. I need some I need someone that's got that dog in them. Yo. I don't need you to pass. I need you to score. I need Yo.
1: buckets. Yo, I actually, all right, I'm in.
2: <laughs> so that's the the whole premise is he's trying to create the best soccer player. He's like, look, the point. How do you win a soccer game? By scoring buckets. I need who's gonna, who's gonna get me a bucket? I'm gonna create the greatest striker ever. Just get buckets. That's all I need you to do, just get buckets.
1: So it's like a sports, it's kind of like a combat tournament anime centered around yes. soccer, trying to find the most insufferable self-centered soccer player, yes. most talented soccer player, so they can win.
2: Yes, okay. I don't know if i don't know if you have the setup to play audio on the podcast
1: absolutely do so I mean like, okay
2: it's in the chat right now okay you can't possibly become the world's best striker unless you're also the world's biggest egoist the things this guy is saying which, which is, is why we're all here so i can create a player who has what it takes they can't be right I'm atop 299 corpses, a solitary hero. I can't do
1: it. No one. I've achieved
2: nothing. Picture the scene. You've made it all the way to the World Cup final. 80,000 people in the stands. You down on the field. The score is nil-nil in the second half of extra time. It's the last play. With a pass from your teammate, you're through the defense. You against the goalkeeper six meters to the right is your teammate if you pass your team's guaranteed to score a goal <laughs> the championships the hope of a nation they're all riding on you only an insane egoist could take that shot without a second's hesitation now pass through and be transformed my negative Discard did not say now pass through and be transformed Remember, out there on the field you're the star Taught. Nothing should bring you more joy than your own goals. Live only for that glorious moment. And if you can't, then you're no striker at all. I... I am a striker! Isaki, what are I'll play a dumb game, shithead! Yeah, me too! <sighs>
1: so the insufferable athlete award is an anime has an anime yes. centered around it yes i am going to pay crunchyroll now <laughs> i will sort out the rest of who i don't pay after i pay crunchyroll to look at an anime <laughs> around finding the most insufferable athlete
2: in yes. japanese history okay the, all right the, the entire premise of this anime i gonna see who got that dog at him Yo, he, he said, said, "Don't pass. I'd get buckets." He said, Just ignore, get buckets.
1: ignore your teammate with everything on the line, <laughs> and you shoot the fucking rock. Shoot that shit."
2: I don't. I don't want LeBron James. I don't want you to make the good basketball play. Mm-mm. No, I want Kobe. I want, you.
1: I want Kobe. I want you to Kobe
2: Bryant, That shit. I want you to Kobe that shit. Take take fifty shots in your retirement game. <laughs> Yes. What tricks me out about that game, they could have if they beat the Jazz during the playoffs. They could have beat the Jazz if Kobe wasn't shooting that much.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Kobe torpedoed a whole season. <laughs> yes. So he can get his buckets on his way out the door. Put on a show.
2: Oh. It was beautiful.
1: It was. It was we have not seen anything like him, by the way, for the record. God, God bless him. We have not seen it. I'm here for this anime. Like, this is exactly what I was privately hoping for. Because <laughs> I like to see it. Because every once in a while, anim- a sports anime consists of the characters who essentially survived and became the most... They survived by being insufferable in their own way. A collection of people who yeah. then have to learn teamwork. So the idea to have an anime about how this particular character arrived to being insufferable on somebody else's <laughs> sports
2: anime about teamwork? Yes, please. <laughs> he has to unlearn everything he's been taught about teamwork to be the best.
0: I love how this. I love how they're just trying to make him like the Goku yes. of soccer, like specifically yes. trying to. It's like, no, 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 fuck the team. I just need one athlete.
2: And like, what's wild is, so, okay, we're focusing on the kids, right? There's a whole subplot about the Japanese Athletic Association where they're like, I mean, do we have to be the best? The soccer, pro, like our soccer program makes good money, the jerseys sell. And this woman is like, have you no pride? Like, you know, you this is why we keep losing, because y'all suck. And I'm like, I feel like this is actually commentary on the state of Japanese athletics. Because, like, I've read enough fiction to know when subtext isn't subtext. This doesn't feel like subtext. This feels like the text. No, no, no. I can confirm this is not subtext. Like, this feels like the author saying, I'm tired of us being trash.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to say that the author saying, I'm tired of us being trash, but I, I would say that this is more of a, like, the, um, the the whole the whole the whole team love and joy it doesn't exist yeah (laughs) like that's not what's really happening here this is what's really happening over here
2: I also like how they use like actual examples uh like one of the quotes they did was um Pele's quote about how it doesn't matter what position every time I walk on the field I'm the best player it's like we don't have a Pele we need a Pele guys this is what we need
1: that is so cool Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's true. There's like a um, it's it's one of the things like every once in a while, I you know you look at uh sports anime and you know the kids are in school and they're worried about their studies and there's like a future that some of them have to think about and there's like a whole and you know sometimes you even go, well this is very serious for a show with fif- f- about fifteen year olds, and um I like how they just went in the other direction like no this is the most serious show. This is the most serious thing about the most serious thing, which is goals. Just, just goals. We don't care how you feel about Jewish people. We don't care how you feel about anything. Goals. We will cover everything up. Goals. I'm watching all this. I'm here 100% on the thing. I'm on it. I'm on this. So... I am I'm That's here. the
2: first with my brother, and he was like, "The only way this could have been better is if it was about American basketball. That is the only way this could have been better. I
1: mean, I would like that. <laughs> I would like that quite a bit. um I mean, we're I mean, we're overdue. um The best ball players are not from here. MVPs are um, now from the globe, which is, you know, the initial thrust of David Stern's idea for basketball becoming a global sport. He succeeded. Good on him. However, this is still America. And um, uh, we still have exemplary blacks playing basketball at a high level. (laughs) And but... Those Europeans are putting our whites to shame, and I would watch an anime about that sentence. (laughs) I would watch an anime about that sentence. I'm black. I'm not handling it, but I would if there was a basketball commission that was conspicuously monochrome, concerned about the
2: outcome. Like, like how have white people—how does Luka Doncic not offend white people? Bro, I don't understand— white Americans have
1: been shoving mediocre basketball players down our throats for decades now and we were like this ain't it and they were like shut up niggers this is it <laughs> you listen to us Luka Doncic is fucking it Nikolai Jokic those guys are it where what? the fuck you want it? You, you want to know why they're
0: it because
1: they've been playing pro ball since they were yeah, 13 well, one
0: they've been playing pro ball since they are 13 two when the season's not when the season's out, they're still playing pro ball.
2: And they got no money. No, it is, I mean, like, wh- when did we stop making Larry Bird's? What happened? When do we stop making Bill Lambeers? Beers, bro?
1: <laughs> and that's the thing, like, and and to, and the thing about it is they would they would suggest, they would submit mediocre white basketball players, hype them up, and then when we were like, this ain't it. Then it would. Then it was like they were all his hand waving, but like you understand, niggas, we won't deny a good white ball player, but you gotta produce a good white ball player for us to acknowledge him. but no nigga, says nothing about Luka Doncic. He's cooking everybody. Iso every. It's like think, somebody's playing two K. Just iso I, I, every I time say, down court. I, I
0: really, I, think, I really haven't heard anybody no say nothing no about.
2: And, like, that's that's the wild part. Luka Doncic should be, like, when they do first take, the token white racist commentator, because every sports talk show has the token white racist commentator, should be salivating over Luka Doncic. But they don't. They can't because he's not American. I I, I say this
1: often. (laughs) Wait, where is
0: he from, by the way?
1: I'm Serbia. Slovenia, Slovenia, no, Slovenia, no. Jokic is from Serbia.
0: Okay, okay. So here's also another issue. They, they're not They're not ever going to rep any of these Eastern Europeans or like Russia adjacent. Um, they, they're not going to rep, rep any of them ever. I'm any. Happy.
1: we at all. We dodged the bullet as a, and I always I will always be grateful that in my generation we dodge if, like as if he was Luke Duncan from Oklahoma State University, <laughs> we would never hear the end of how good Luke Duncan is cooking all these niggas in basketball. Every game, every game, people bouncing off of them, head fakes, finger rolls, everything, step backs, crossing over the big guys, backing down the little guys. We would never hear the end of how great Luke Duncan is. There would be multiple Disney plus biographical films from multiple directors already. And we dodged a massive bullet with that young man being from Slovenia. We dodged a big, huge bullet. And I'm grateful <laughs> for all the ways that my life is better today. That is one of them, man. And yes, Megan, they will not. They won't. They won't give Eastern. They won't give Eastern European ballplayers their due. Like they won't. Like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. With if you watch a basketball, you'll see there's a lot of. It's not masturbation, but there's a lot of over the clothes touching of oneself from the white commentators about Luka Doncic. So it's not like they're not, they just, there's a certain, there's a certain detachment because he's not American because we're just xenophobic here. <laughs> it's just like, we cannot allow ourselves to lean all the way into it. But those white boys, those white commentators lean pretty far into it. So, but yeah, um, to that point, we were right about your mediocre white ball players. We were right we were. All those black folks that were like, this ain't it. That white boy wasn't it. Now he's seen who's it. I guess the ball's in our court now. Well, I'm American, white. I'm, it's in our neighbor's court. Who y'all got? It's gotta be somebody. Somewhere. But, yes. Um...
2: I think that's
1: true. I'm trying not to go on a longer tangent about that because I actually do. I I, I like, um, because you know, because like it's even it's even a gag that you can find a racist. You can tell which NBA city is racist by how how hard they cheer the white bench players. Yes. You a can fan spot. If, if you want to know who's racist, when they bring in that eighth dude off the bench, it's like six feet tall, 175, white guy, can't run, can't jump, plays fundamentally sound with lots of passion, but the crowd kind of loses their shit for five seconds when he comes into the game, even though he's not going to do anything. You're dealing with a, you're dealing with Boston. You're dealing with it. Who do they have? I got the name of that. Well, I won't get into it. So we do have a program. There's our show. Um, we have great many lessons. All roads lead to uh, Nazism. Um, I guess we need to start charting black male r- problematic the journey, like because like you know how the, there's a lefty white guy that winds up being racist. Is also the way the black guy winds up becoming problematic and it's also a similar road that's being driven on aggressively. You gotta start charting it because this won't do. Um, here's hoping Kyrie says something directly to Adam Silver who's going to meet him face to face, by the way. He's actually going to pull up on Kyrie himself and ask him to repeat what he, he thinks Tell him him to his face what he thinks about the matter. And let's hope Kyrie says something crazy and gets himself suspended personally by the commissioner of the National Basketball Association. And um, good luck, Elon Musk. And I'm going to... That man
0: bought an entire platform of trolls who hate him.
1: Yes! For... To make no money.
0: To make no money, to just burn money, and go into theoretical debt—debt debt gets weird with billionaires.
1: To owe, to also just have beef with problematic groups of people—you really shouldn't have problems with long term.
0: Also, now the banks hate him.
1: Right, like it's like he.
0: Like I don't think they liked him before, but now they really don't like him.
1: Right. It's this is all very peculiar. Just to. I, it, it.
2: Tony Stark, there, he is not. there
0: better ways to have a midlife crisis.
2: Yo, th- yes, this is a midlife crisis. He bought the Ferrari. He bought the Ferrari.
0: He bought the Ferrari because the Ferrari made fun of him. <laughs> oh, my God,
2: yes. He bought the Ferrari because the guy in the dealership said, actually, no, this is out of your price range.
1: He said, this car is a little too fast for a man of your age. You know, is very fast on the road. Might cause some structural issues. Don't want to hate, you know, don't want to strain those hips. You know, it gets, you know, real fast on the road. You might want to drive something a little slower for your health as a man of your age. And he said, what? (laughs) I'll show you.
0: Bu- buys a dealership. He
1: buys a dealership, and he's just driving around real fast in a Ferraris. He just paid four times as much as the, five, six times as much as the dealership is worth, and now he's just racing around in Ferraris. Just for
0: for a dealership full of lemons.
1: He is showing us, boy. You going and,
2: and all of his employees can't stop saying the N word.
1: Yeah.
0: And that means none of the uh, do you know what? Uh, listen, advertisers. not care about social justice what advertisers care about is looking good advertisers do not want their ads next to the n-word
1: especially because
0: (laughs) advertisers do not want their ads next to blatant transphobia you know what advertisers want their ads next to pictures of cats
1: you know and i'm excited children I'm excited for when the trolls catch wind that they can scare off advertisers by harassing them off the internet because they will just leave. So it's just like you will like, you know, whatever the KFC advertisement then has the N word all up and down it just because they know for a fact that no one's going to check them. So KFC will have to just leave the platform and that's us advertisers just getting shooed off the platform by the trolls as they assume control of the asylum. Phenomenal stuff.
0: Yeah, I think that's the part that cracks me up the most is like the actual, um, uh, the actual trolls are also going to uh, run the advertisers off, but the trolls are the ones who want Elon. Yes, and the trolls are the one that Elon thinks he wants, but yes. he doesn't understand how things works because this man is not a businessman.
1: No, he's a rich he, man.
0: He doesn't understand how business works. I don't think he understands how stocks works except to how to manipulate them for what he wants in the actual moment. Right. But like he's just at the I can set money on fire because I can rich. Yes. Like it doesn't it doesn't like I mean what what is you know several billion when you have like a hundred billion worth of shares it's like at some point it just all feels like fake money
1: yes i think he has lost his perspective yes on his own fortune yes
0: like like it feels it just feels like inflated money
1: or maybe he hasn't lost perspective. Maybe he knows that he's kind of wildly inferior and generally considered to be a, just a rich man. Like he knows it in his heart, which is why he's doing this nonsense. Because he—that's what's called a midlife crisis. He's seeing it, and uh, this ain't it. I mean,
0: I mean, I was so I was literally talking in the the, the UNF Discord earlier, and I was like, I—and I could be wrong. I think I think the midlife cri- crisis is when you realize that everything is bullshit. And, e- and Elon Musk must have realized that he is bullshit.
1: It seems like with he's struggling. <laughs> it seems like he's struggling with it. Like he's just like he thought money would give him a certain amount of whatever. And it's given him none of it. He just has a lot of money. Yep. And I mean he has an army of trolls but that's never enough.
0: I mean him. the army of trolls don't actually care about him. They just want to be uselessly rich.
1: Right. They would, like and they don't.
0: They don't actually care that they're they they are going to be doing things that'll actively harm his money.
1: No, he'll find that out. I don't think he truly believes it, so he'll find that out in real time. Good on him. Um, one, I,
0: yeah, we, I'm beginning to think he just bought the website. He he bought Twitter just to tank it because they made fun of him.
1: Um, seems like it. It seems like, you know what it is? It seems almost like um, he doesn't know he's doing that, but the people who sponsor who helped him buy Twitter do. And, like, he was just kind of like Donald Trump's presidency. Like, it's going to do just the right amount of harm that I need done from this person who has no idea they're doing any harm because they're that much of a narcissist. Just slap him on the ass, tell him he's the best, and he'll go for hours. Ruining things (laughs) that you need ruined, so you can assume whatever control or power it is that you need to be. I I, I mean, like the people backing him. I think his ineptitude is not lost on them. (laughs) I do not think it's lost on them.
0: No, it's it's not. It's not like that. That's the wild thing. Is like everyone around him, because again, people around him do have business sense and are filthy rich. So, like you have. You have CEOs who are also billionaires who are like, what are you doing? <laughs> the banks are literally looking at the, the banks actually don't want to give him the money, but are like contractually obligated to give him the money. Like the, the banks are literally just like, "I there's nothing I can do. Like. They, the way the system is set up, like if you read any of the stuff from the banks, the banks are like, uh, uh, uh we don't think we're getting that money back. <laughs> he hasn't contacted us or like given us anything to work with. He hasn't done X, Y. Like if you like read like the the like all the statements from all of the banks, it's really like. Uh, And I'm like, well, maybe y'all shouldn't have uh, treated black folks like that for all them years. Maybe you shouldn't have uh, given some really suspect loans to all all them years. Mm. Don't know what to tell you, Banks.
2: Uh, As we wrap up here, breaking news. I, I shouldn't say that. This is a podcast that's going to go out. But as we are recording this, this news has just broken. The Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving indefinitely without pay.
1: Ah, uh, I mean, he it. spoke. Oh. To, he said something to Adam Silver. He said something to I told you. Like, what did I say? He <laughs> said something. That's Adam Silver pulled up with his trench coat, like Nick Fury, and said, "Can you please?" Wait, wait. Like, is
0: that the? Is that the? Is that the NBA commissioner?
1: Yeah, Adam Silver. Yeah. yeah, he's a Jewish fellow, so he's. Uh, oh. It, yeah. I ha-
0: wait, I thought he was Jewish.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. When he said, "I'm gonna talk to Kyrie," and personally, that was a very Nick Fury. That was a very Nick Fury response from the Jewish NBA commissioner. Oh, no. <laughs> right. That's why I said oh, that Kyrie's God. gonna get himself suspended by Tiffy oh, if he doesn't back down. When Nick Fury literally pulls up into his home and asks to sit down with him, he's gonna get himself really fucking suspended. Oh, no. And lo and behold, he. Oh my God! No. Back, he, he, oh, brother. Oh no, we're
0: going to find out what that conversation is. Somebody's going to leak that. The
1: most insufferable athlete of our generation. (laughs) A virtuoso performance where he might have been anti-Semitic to the face (laughs) of the NBA commissioner who is Jewish in person when when he came up to him to ask him personally, Kyrie, this can't be a thing. And Kyrie who Won't back that because he's a man of principle. <laughs> oh no, said no. In fact, Commissioner Adam Silver, this is a thing, and he said, Well, good Without luck with that. that. Good luck with that, Kyrie Irving. Good luck At with
2: least
1: that. A of our faces, yes. Listen, that is a, listen, this is. Mm.
0: I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on that one because Aaron Rodgers lied to our faces. Kyrie's just telling his truth, question mark. Suspended without pay. Yep. The without pay is the big part. What did Kyrie say?
1: Same thing he said to everybody else, just to the wrong person. That's usually how it goes for niggas like him to be very blunt. Nobody. (laughs) Oh, you say the buddy. same thing you say to everybody to the wrong person.
0: Ooh. Yeah, no, you're gone, buddy. Yeah. Bye. Bye Kyrie. Ooh. He is untouchable now. Nobody's going to want him. Yeah, nobody,
1: yeah, nobody's going to take him now. Like he's that's yeah, that's that's real bad.
0: Yeah, no contracts are getting renewed. He's gone. He's done.
1: Uh, I think he's on. I think he's did they resign him? I think he picked up an option or something. No, they picked up an option on him. I think this might be his last year on his deal. I think they I think they can
0: This is his life. this I think this is his last year period.
1: I mean um mm. Well uh well that's our show and um yeah we'll um see you next week unlike Kyrie Irving. Am I right guys? <laughs>
0: I'm